0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm home alone in my bunker. No one can come in, not even John. But, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Sean.
1: I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to talk? I'm so confused right now. And friend of
0: the show, John. Wait, I mean co-host, John. Yeah, that's it.
1: John, this is when you talk, buddy.
2: Top notch stuff. This this mf would be spitting, right?
1: Mm. This is good stuff.
2: So, so yeah is the uh, is the audio in the beginning gonna be smooth in the in in the actual part?
0: Yes, because uh, I will remove the actual recording of the music, the track that has the music, because it's just all being captured by the board
1: ah uh, okay yeah, yeah okay. whatever you said man it makes sense to me you know yeah, you're totally. a dj i'm good you understand this i i do which is why i find it hilarious <laughs> when on this end it sounds like a robot getting drownded
0: oh yeah because you're like <laughs> welcome to game <laughs> chat well, yeah,
1: uh, how's everybody doing man
0: pretty good you know what's
1: great about this what's that buddy <laughs>
0: Since you're not here, I can drink this beer and not feel judged.
1: <laughs> I, I would not ju- I would drink a beer with you.
0: Yeah, but I would feel, um, I, I would be judging myself, you know. But it's okay yeah. to be an alcoholic when you're alone. So, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's fine. Uh, Shout out to all the Alkies of the world then, huh?
0: You all uh, say some stuff. I forgot to turn off my AC, so I'm going to do that real quick.
1: It's fine, dude more about it. John, you sound uh, a lot better this week. Not saying you sounded bad last week, but uh, you had an adventure to get your microphone you're recording on today, huh?
2: Yeah, let's just say to, for, you know, per your words, I had to have a walking dead zombie <laughs> run experience. <laughs> and I, and I do mean zombies because of I had to go into Publix afterwards. But yeah, Chris uh, looked out the blinds, saw me coming. Put yeah. the put the mic put the mic outside the door, <laughs> <laughs> so I never saw. He, so he I, heard uh, the. Uh, I took it home, wiped it down. Um, good idea. Soaked up the uh, what's this thing pop filter with with uh, soap and water. Blow dried it, and here we are. There you go. There it is.
0: That's
1: nice. I missed my pop filter. I missed. It's my a.
0: Light. It's well. It's actually like a windscreen one. You know.
1: I miss my buddies. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Chris, this what is, are we about to do for the next 15 minutes?
0: You know, this is a part of the show where we just uh we banter, Sean. And oh. if you want to if you don't like the bantering, you know what I say? I say you go, go and look yourself. at the topic. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> go look at the show notes and you'll see when the actual topic starts and uh you can just, you know, skip to that moment and then you'll hear all about what the name of this episode is. I could yeah. say the name of it, but I'm not going to.
2: Well, Chris, do you, do you want to hear about Sean's latest problem?
0: That's That could be a 45-minute conversation, I'm sure. I've got a
1: problem? Well, what um,
2: well Chris, uh, <laughs> Sean's having a little bit of trouble. He does not want to brave the elements any more than he has to Oh yeah. to get himself a copy of Animal Crossing. I feel bad for him. I yeah. didn't have that problem Sunday.
1: I um, I could, you know, we could go ahead and skip to what I could do, of course, and say, you know, you could just hit the digital buy now button on your Nintendo. Yeah, you could do I that. Wanna, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna own the game, right? So I was talking to John, and uh, I was telling him how I made a, a, a Walking Dead zombie survival run to the Walmart because I needed <laughs> like food. So you know. I get there and I'm like, I know the game's out. I want the game. Let me just let me peek into the electronics area. It was nobody there. Nobody. You know, it's like a <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like 7:30 ish, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Walmart's are closing at 8:30 daily. right?
0: Yeah, Publix closes at eight.
1: So it's like, like literally, like nobody at this Walmart. And I go and I'm like. First of all, I'm pulling my buggy from the the front of the cart because they were out of wipes, and there was no way I'm touching the cart handle, right? So I look like a maniac speed walking through Walmart, pulling the buggy as opposed to pushing it, and uh, <laughs> I get to electronics, and and there's like nothing new, like hmm. no new games. And I'm looking, I look like a crackhead trying to find Animal Crossing in the Nintendo Switch section.
2: You're scratching um, your neck. <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where's it at? Where's it at? I got to get it. Where's it at? And it's not there, so I, I had to, you know, abort on the whole mission and just go get, uh, what was I there for? I don't even remember. Food? Yeah, but I, I was going to say, it what food? Kind of food? Yeah. <laughs> See, I,
2: I, be, I believe you on the Animal Crossing. It's just hard to believe because I, I just, because I don't know. Where you live, it's not like people know what video games are. Oh, ouch! I mean, toilet paper, toilet paper, burn. Mm. Oh. <laughs> ouch! That's
1: fine. But we, no, know, listen, we know. We know where. it listen, listen. I've, 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 I've looked. I've,
2: look, I've looked at. I've looked at other WalMarts online. They all have it.
1: So, so does so mine. Weird. Okay. Hmm. Well, what the heck? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Because because then John did follow up and he said, or was was it you or? I was talking to a coworker from our old department, Chris, and she was going to get a switch light. And she also wanted Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> she was like, well, our local Walmart, saying they have them in stock. I tell her the story I just told you guys. Huh? And she's like, well, it's showing online. I'm going to go.
0: I wonder if they're just not putting them out because if you're Walmart, maybe right now you're not so much focused on restocking something like that. <laughs> as, Video games. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It
1: very well could just be that. Yeah. Of course you, you, they're
2: focused. on Of course they're focused on it. It's essential retail. Come on, Chris. <laughs>
1: That's fine. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm gonna. I I told my wife.
2: Your wife. Thanks, John.
1: That I may make another um, zombie survival run, Walking Dead style. And uh, see if I can scoop it up. And she, of course, was like, really? And this right now, you want to go buy a video game? And I'm like, I, I'd, yeah. I would actually say for the
2: show,
0: for the most nice. part, I, I actually agree with her. Because looking at the number of cases in your county,
1: <laughs> it's not uh, my county.
0: Yeah, but isn't it the Walmart? Your, your the, county, no, 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 your no.
1: county's going up now, too, bruh.
0: Yeah, but like, isn't the Walmart that we're thinking about is in Lee County, right? In that no. technically Lee County at that point? No, no. It's
1: not? Oh. No, 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 and no. Well, Close how away. many
0: people do you think, yeah, from Lee County use that Walmart?
1: The same amount that probably come from Muskogee County to come over there.
0: We I use, don't go over there. Uh, yeah, we use our, <laughs> sir, we have, we have like four Walmarts in this town.
1: Oh, y'all are funny. <laughs> and y'all can also go yourselves.
2: Can you imagine, Sean, you're, you're back from Walmart. You're grinning ear to ear, playing Animal Crossing a week from now, (sighs) but you're still smiling. You're dripping. You're sweating because of the fever. (laughs) I don't mean to make light, but it's just a funny. But
1: yeah, but you're saying I get the symptoms, but it's all because I had to go get a physical copy from stupid Walmart.
0: Because you won't just download a seven gig game.
1: I'm just uh, it's been documented on this program before, dude. I'm just I want to hold on to actually owning a physical copy of a game for as long as I can. I, I appreciate digital sales and digital games, and I have digital games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't want appreciate this, it. I just, I just want this game physically on mm-hmm. me and it held. What? Well, s-
2: Seriously, I mean, GameStop and EB are doing curbside. Maybe you can do it like that. Just I have them throw f- it in the car as you drive. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> just be like, hey, guys, burp, burp, I'm here.
2: You screech and back up.
1: Wipe it down. Wipe it down. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I will say this. Um you speak of curbside, so I was coming home. Um I did a gig this past let's not week. talk
2: about your prostitution, Sean.
1: I did a gig. Hey Tinley, what's up? What's up? Uh, you can't you can't have my phone. <laughs> well mommy's gonna be home in a minute. Mommy and Sissy went walking. Uh-oh. okay. Um so on the way I did a gig and by the way, the gig was sanctioned by the state as being okay because uh the event was moved from indoors to outdoors. Uh it worked hmm. out for me because I ended up being like my actual booth was indoors, but all of my speakers, lights, et cetera, were outdoors.
2: Otherwise you'd be freaking out.
1: Yes. So but it was it was really weird to watch that gig uh with the public social distancing kind of rules and effects. <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: But it worked out. It ended up being a nice day. But I say all that because on the way home, I'm like, I really Really want a Papa John's pizza, like I was <laughs> feeling it. Oh yeah, and I was like, I, ah, I gotta do it. So I I'll open the app, and and the first thing that comes up now is Papa John says, "Hey, uh, we've got contactless delivery," which just sounds hilarious to me because like apparently the delivery before was full of contact, <laughs> but. uh <laughs> So hey, come I, on in. <laughs> sit down. I like drink. the idea of like
0: someone picking up their pizza and then just getting fully tackled.
1: Right. <laughs> hey, thanks, guy. But uh, so I, I it's it, it's automatically checked if you want a delivery. So I left it like that. Anyway, so we order it. 20, 30 minutes go by and you hear the knock on the door. And I was like, I thought this was, uh, uh, that was me. That was me. Calm down. I'm doing it. Greatest, greatest thing ever. See, see, of death. It was a big rumble. It was probably thunder. You're fine. Come sit on the couch behind me and watch Daddy a Podcast. It's fantastic. So um, I we hear the knock at the door, and I'm I kind of like, contactless. What's happening right now? So I opened the door, and the, the delivery guy had taken the pizza out of the pizza bag, the red bag, set the pizza on top of the bag, and was standing down my driveway near the, the mailbox. It was kind of mm. cool. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. He waves at me. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? Hope you all stay safe. And, uh, you know, he was very nice. Mm. Uh, very nice. Very so nice. I get the pizza. I come inside, and then I notice Papa John's goes a further step, and they've got a sticker, um, like a so you know that once the pizza was made from the oven, mm-hmm. uh, it was put in the box. The seal was on there, and it was not touched until you opened it. So they they kind of I just thought I'd share that because it was really cool. If you want a pizza, uh, all of these places offering this contactless curbside stuff, they all seem to be kind of adjusting and. I got my pizza, boys, and I was a very happy boy on Saturday night. Is this Bye. where we is do, this
0: do. where we tell them that that box could still have Corona on it because <laughs> <laughs> the guy <laughs> touched it?
1: <laughs>
2: so listen, we we did something similar Saturday with Wingstop, but we did we did the touchless delivery. But at the time, I had no idea that it was touchless de- delivery. So Clarice is like you know, look out for the food when he gets here. So I, I have no idea what that touchless delivery was a thing. So I see the car pull up. I go out there and I say, Hey, that's a good. I started talking to her it's mm. the whole time. I had no idea. Worst.
1: They're like, why are you close? Social Get away, dis-
2: Worst person ever. Right. <laughs> I'm right. like, I'm just like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that's I the day her, I that the outbreak, face. it was, it was horrifying.
0: That was when the outbreak Started
1: spreading. That's when it started. Yeah, that's it <laughs> Well, helped.
2: yeah. I mean, I'm I'm patient zero. We all mm-hmm. know.
1: Beginning of the end. John's delivery service.
2: <laughs> uh, I wish
0: I had a bunch of stories for you, but basically, all I've been doing this week is staying home. And
2: this has got to be your dream, games. right? Hmm? Your dream. I mean, to be a hermit. This is everything is happening the way you want it to. You planted <laughs> this, is this a virus. social
1: butterfly, dude. Well, I am
2: <laughs> going going to see Jeff on a Saturday does not count. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait, you went to go see Jeff?
0: I may have gone and seen Jeff. Yes. But we're we're
1: we can't see people.
2: Yeah, I'm having a serious deja vu moment. <laughs> have we discussed this before?
0: Yes, we did last week.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god, Chris, we can't do this show together because of isolation. Hey, wife. Yeah, we might be able to do it soon because you know.
2: So you literally went to see Jeff this weekend?
0: Uh, I did for a minute, yeah, because it was uh, his wife's birthday. And
2: his wife. So you can't. So you can't come to the door over a stupid mic, but you can go to Jeff's wife's birthday. You were going into the office. Hey, hey,
0: you were going into the office last week. That's many that, more that people. That was after.
2: That was after.
0: <laughs> you could have symptoms for five days before or asymptomatic for five days before you finally shut Asymptomatic, symptoms. bro. Yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> you went into Lee County. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
1: I hey. we also kept I, um, our distance. <laughs> you did what?
0: We also kept our distance. Did you really? Yeah, I brought my own beer and uh you know, for the most part, First time ever. <laughs> <laughs> bring
1: your own beer. <laughs> I generally bring my own beer, but you know, I'm messing with you.
0: Try to at least for the most part not be like right next to each other, you know, the whole entire time.
1: Yeah, he he called me up to move some stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I told him I rode my motorcycle over there. I said, I'm leaving my helmet on, so I <laughs> leave it on for a little while, and finally he looks at me and goes, Will you take the? my helmet off jesus <laughs> that's funny it was hilarious
0: but we laugh but then like at the same time we had a uh, an employee from our our business which is a very large business uh turn up positive this week so you know yeah i guess you, you just never know
1: it's, it's not fun and games man
0: yeah it's all fun and games until someone actually gets it and Then you're like whoa then you're like oh I should have yeah. been better.
1: I hope it, I hope everybody is doing okay with uh, the restrictions and the isolation, the quarantine. Yeah. I know we've got listeners over across the pond that probably, you know, affected, obviously.
0: Shoot, if we uh, got listeners in New York, I mean, yeah, like, that's got
1: to be about the worst place in, around here right now, I would imagine. Uh, the wife was saying right before we got on air that India as a country just like legit closed down. Yeah. Like, like minutes ago. They're like, we're closing down. If you are where you are, you're there for until I tell you you can go somewhere else now. Mm. Crazy. No, work from, no work from home. No nothing.
2: It reminds me of that line from Tony Stark when he goes, I'm sorry, but Earth is closed today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love you, 3000. Sadder. Oh. Oh. It's nice. It's not been a year yet. Ooh, um,
0: what happened? I don't know oh, else yeah. we. Oh. I don't know else we
1: got here, unless you guys got anything. Out. I don't. I'll tell you this: let's be excited for Friday, what? because Ozark season three comes out. Oh! If you have not watched this show, fellas or listeners, you are doing yourself a disservice. You should tighten that on up. I am just saying.
0: I guess I could mention that Drogon was uh was on Westworld this week. <laughs> 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 like going through a scene, I was like. Mm. There's Strogon. Okay. Go figure. Wasn't expecting to see a dragon
1: this week, but there it is. I really wish, like, really wish I could get into that show. I just can't.
0: You got to come back.
1: Like like Lost, buddy? Man's got Aaron Paul. You can't Aaron go Paul wrong. Paul is legit. You. Yeah, yeah, you can't you, go wrong. With you're that. not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. <laughs> just saying. But, um... Where are we at? How are we looking on time? Oh, we're... We're we're fine. We're good? Okay, <laughs> yeah. we're good. Let's wrap this on up and go on to the thing, buddy. Okay,
0: uh, yeah, you guys want to go to the topic, I guess?
1: Time, time. Yes.
0: Ooh. Fine. Okay. Well, uh, let's do it. Yeah. Topic
1: time, 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 time. The
0: topic is Neo two.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, that makes me, John, so happy, and you'll never know it because you don't hear what we hear. It's fine. Why will it's you fine. hear? It's just a. Uh, it's it's fantastic on this end, Chris. Don't. It's you just missed out. It's fine, dude. I'm don't sure. I'm sure it's
0: the greatest experience for you guys.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, ah, so you Neo two, got it, buddy, you yeah. got it. I did get it. I it's did get here. it. Yeah, it's here. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I'd wait for it to be on PC, but it's not technically announced for PC yet. So who knows when that will happen, right?
2: Wait when, a minute. When would it come to uh,
0: PC? I want to say it came out on PC. The first one came out on PC about six months afterwards, after the original release. So I was hoping maybe this time they would do a dual release, but nope. That is not what happened. So the first time since Death Stranding, I fired up my PS4. <laughs> Still sounds like a jet engine.
1: <laughs> Why does yours sound? You you have a pro, right?
0: Yes. Does yours Why not does ever sound? sound like a, a jet no, engine? Whenever ever. it's... Does yours, John?
2: I can't. Um, no, You don't remember. It's typically quiet. It's typically quiet. Mine's just like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> remember when I had the issue with my playstation and i felt like the hard drive was failing so I, I went and traded it up my pro in for another pro or whatever i did mm-hmm. I, even even when that was going on it was never allowed yeah but I, I don't I, know
0: i would worry to worry about it but in all but honesty PC life, right yeah i mean like in all honesty what there's three games left after this i'll play right because I mean, like, even right now, I want to keep playing this game, but I have a feeling I'm about to put it down, and there's a good chance that I might not pick it up again, right? So I could just wait for it to come out on PC and then pick it up then. Uh, but I mean, it, it makes sense. What, yeah. what,
1: before you go on, what are the three games other than this? Last of Us 2?
0: Last of Us 2, uh, Ghost of Tush- um, Tsushima, oh, Tsushima yeah. and then um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. The I mean, I can't think of what else I would get on ps4 besides those three games
1: and this is a ps4 exclusive at this point
0: uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so
1: okay I, I mean i'm watching the the creation right now and i mean you're i know you're about to dive head into the game but i mean it's pretty good
0: yeah um so for those <laughs> who so for those who played the first game the first game you played is william reed which is actually a true person uh you were like this british dude who went to Japan and like it's kind of like a, it is a real person like who was part of you know British nobility and gave all that up to actually become a servant to the Emperor of Japan uh, many years later Um, so you know it, it's like a defined character he's voiced he is who he is that kind of thing but the big break from the first game in this one is that this time, you actually get to make your own character.
1: That kind of was a spoiler.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, you make your own character. She, it can be a boy or a girl. I chose girl. Um, Bye, John. That's funny. He's like, I typed that so you wouldn't say it. <laughs> hey, F you, Sean. F you. <laughs> if, they, if they knew what you were typing right now. Um, but yeah, like, so you can actually create your character this time. Um, and I mean, it is, is not on the level of a Madden creation where it's a piece of, eh, it is a true, you know, kind of on the scale of Elder Scrolls level of creation to where they have a bunch of different, um, you know, baseline builds to kind of like start your modeling from. And then like, pretty much you can tweak everything from like, you know, the distance between your eyes to, how long your, your lobe is uh, you know I
1: mean like what the kind of tattoo 18 exactly 18 variations I'm like yeah really? like
0: what kind of haircut eyebrows? do you want? how long do you want that hair in the haircut to be uh, like like with hair it was like okay, pick your base color now pick a highlight color Now pick a secondary highlight color you know it's it's pretty uh, in-depth so if you're into character creation stuff, you can definitely go all out from making someone who looks completely beautiful to someone who looks completely horrendous and just a (laughs) deformity because you max out everything. Right.
1: Did you go beautiful?
0: I did go beautiful. Mine. I I would say she looks like, um, you know, Alison Brie. Yes. She looks like Alison Brie, but from Japan,
1: from Japan,
0: (laughs) I I would say like after I was done, I was like, man, she kind of looks like Alison Brie. Go figure. Uh, but yeah, so the first game took, so both of these games take place during the uh, Sengoku era of Japan. 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 Um, how up today are you on your Sengoku era of Japan, Sean?
1: Not at all.
0: <laughs> but, but you said you were going to read that book. I gave you like a 400 page book. You said you'd read it. You said it was knowledge. your most anticipated book. Oh wait, that's what you said of about Horizon.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a good joke. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, anyways, <laughs> did the Riddler just show up? <laughs> uh, but, anyways, uh, yeah, so whereas the first game takes place towards the actual end of the Sengoku era and like the beginning of, I think it's called, I want to say it's called the Edo. Era which was kind of like their big it was like that was the era when they sh- kicked everyone out and basically had all this artistic piece, but like you know pretty much it was our law or you die because they didn't want to have wars, and that was mainly because of this era where there was a lot of wars for like a hundred years um this is taking place earlier than the events of the first game, so this is um. I would say starting maybe around like the 1570s or so. Uh which is big because your character who is nicknamed uh Hitty in this game uh comes in contact very early on with two very prominent people from this era. Uh Tokichiro, I believe is the first one who that's his name at this point in his life but he if anyone knows anything about Japanese history, he has a very different name later on. Uh, and Oda Nodabunga, I, I don't know if I'm saying You're that right. Great. Yeah, doing I'm, I'm doing my best here. Uh, <laughs> who is probably most known. Um, so there's three rulers during this period that basically all sought in their own way to unify Japan. And he was the first one. Uh, he was the first prominent one. So you come in contact and spend a lot of time with both of these characters uh, early on. Uh, And that's, that's pretty cool, you know, to, to actually see, even though it's like a fantasy setup of, of these versions of history, right? You are getting a little bit of that assassin's creed thing where you're getting a peek into, at least in some part, how things did shake out in Japan, you know, over what, 500 years ago. Um, so, Unlike the first game, like I said, where you were playing this historical character, in this second game, Hitty, your character is unique in that she is she's called a shiftling, which is which means that she is half human and half yokai. Uh, so, a yokai in this game is basically a person who is a demon who has been possessed by. Like, they were human, but they've been possessed by the power of, I believe it's called Amarita, is how you say it. And uh, it's corrupted them, and it basically makes them very strong and powerful and fast, you know? Like, and you see these consistently throughout the the game, but you are unique that because your mom was a yokai and your father is uh, human, like, you have this balance within you that lets you be able to power uh to harness the power of the yokai while also keeping the sanity uh and understanding of your, of your human mind. Right? So the idea of this game is that early on, as you're kind of battling in your form here is trying to gain control. You come in contact uh with Tokichiro or how do you say it? Tokichiro? Sorry. Uh, and he kind of gives you these spirit stones, which from those who played the first game, that was kind of big driving force there uh and Oda is trying to collect those spirit stones, and that's what he's helping him do, but he also helps them uh use them for you so that you can kind of gain that balance and understanding and afterwards, you come into Oda nobunga's service and kind of go on this. Forrest Gump version of history right? reliving some of the most famous battles that took place during this era um, pretty much everything sets up the same no matter what part of the game you are you have a map screen you have various missions you can pick from you pick a mission, you load into it and you go through a level basically more or less you know, trying to clear your way through soldiers and yokai uh, and trying not to die because this is a dark souls game. <laughs> uh, basically where anytime you die, all of your experience for leveling up your character is dropped and you have to make it back to that same spot where you died and uh, repossess everything that you lost.
1: Exhausting.
0: <laughs> it is a pain. Sometimes I have to say uh, it, it, it did hit me a little bit more this time than I think it did the first game. Um, It was very noticeable. Like there were just times where like you have to try to get to these shrines that are throughout the level. And I had so many times where it felt like I had been grinding for 20 minutes. Right. Trying to get to the next shrine and then I die. And then I'm having in my mind to process the idea that now I've got to work another 20 minutes and be perfect to get back everything I just achieved. And usually I could do it, right? But then what would piss me off anymore is that I would go around the corner and there's a shrine. (laughs) So, you know, you just realize how close you were. But still, um, I think why people like these games is that as you explore these maps, it is a little bit... I want to say Metroidvania because everything obviously is achievable and unlocked as you play the level, but it is that sense of a game where exploration is rewarded, right? Um, Going off the beaten path and going, what's down here? Oh, what happens if I smash these crates and try to see what's here? Oh, I wonder if I can get up to that high area uh, and see what's up there. And if you explore your surroundings, you know, you're generally rewarded with just loot that you'll find on the ground or, optional kind of like mini side bosses that will drop really solid uh, gear for you. That is pretty powerful. Usually when, whenever you acquire it. Uh, And of course, then every level eventually leads towards a major boss fight uh, towards the end. Usually it's a Yoki, but, uh, or yokai, however you say it. Uh, But sometimes it is a human. And I will say, if you're a fan of these games, It does exactly what you would expect it to do, right? These things are unique. They are epic. They are powerful. And when you die, you rage. But when you finally succeed, you feel like a living God for about five minutes afterwards because you just, you feel like you've been through an epic experience, right? Does that make sense?
1: It does. It does. And and the most recent game, obviously, that I played that that gave me that reward was Sekiro, mm-hmm. and I just never got to feel like a god. So I'm just always like, eh. <laughs> yeah, but, so, yeah. I definitely, I, I know what you mean, dude. Like, it, when you finally, you know, get over that hurdle, and you're like, yeah, f yes, yeah, and you did it. There really is, like, as far as a gaming, like, you know, um, experience, there's almost nothing better than that, really.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and these are supported by like pretty much all these bosses especially have just great art design to them. They feel unique. Their entrances are really cool to watch. The music that goes on with the battles is epic. Uh, Much like the first game, there are certain boss fights that how you interact with the world around you before you get to the boss fight has an influence. I fought um, a giant snake the other day. Uh, And in their lair, the first time I got there, I kind of just ran through And uh, there was a lot of pools of, like, poison on the ground, right? So I had to be very cautious of when I actually approached the boss because, you know, if they were in a certain position and I tried to lean in and hit them, I would hit them. But at the same time, I would step into the pool of poison and the next thing you know, even though they're not hitting me, I'm taking damage, right? Uh, So instead, what I had to do was go back and backtrack. And I noticed that there were different statues throughout the level. Uh, and I had to go and kind of, you know, work my way in, destroy those statues. Uh, and it began to lower the number of pools of poison that were actually in that boss fight arena to eventually then when I came back and actually beat her, it, there was no poison on the ground. I just had free reign to kind of run around and, um, you know, do as I saw fit, right? Like, you know, I didn't have to worry about secondary circumstances. I could just focus on that boss. Uh, The other good thing is, you know, from what I've seen so far, I've done like five or six boss fights so far, and I would say that there's great variety in them, which is what, again, what I think everyone wants when they play these games. Uh, The first one is kind of teaching you the most basic thing that you need to know in this game, which is uh, the... Was it called? I want to get the name right. Uh, sorry, I have notes on my computer, Sean.
1: Oh yeah, we can't virtually hear those though, Chris. Thanks. Hold on. Thanks a lot. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, but you just rip your computer off for the for the sound effect, Chris? Jesus.
0: I recorded it. <laughs> uh, it's called Burst Shift, uh, and so like the first. <laughs> sorry. The burst first shift. Burst. <laughs> burst
1: shift.
2: I heard. Uh, <laughs> darksiders uh virginia whatever
1: <laughs> that's funny. No, it was not darksiders virginia what tennessee, was it sorry, yes, tennessee. tennessee
0: tennessee uh but burst shift is kind of like a a major countering mechanic in the game so there are these attacks that happen right where the boss pulses red and if you time it just right You can't do it before they start the attack, but when they actually start the attack, if you time it right, you can use your burst shift to basically charge in, stop the attack, and leave them heavily exposed to do uh, heavy damage, right? The early first boss is designed specifically to teach you that. Like, from afar, just trying to go in while he's doing his normal attacks, it's a pain. And... He will probably, like, two-shot you uh, in some instances if you do not have uh, full health, right? Some of the later bosses, though, once you've learned that mechanic, which, um, well, going back to it. So that first boss, the only way to really beat him is to use the burst shift because it leaves him completely exposed to do heavy damage on him. Later ones, though, you kind of start to figure out, oh, this isn't about that mechanic for this fight, right? This boss moves around, and honestly, I can probably do more damage to him just by waiting out his normal routines than I can waiting for this burst shift moment because it's going to be a very hard move to counter just by the way he moves and everything. It's very, very limited window to actually hit him. So... Understanding those and learning those makes for an exciting thing for or mechanic for these games for people who like them because unless you're the kind of person who's going to go read about what a boss does beforehand, every boss is kind of a unique experience and is kind of a puzzle to itself, right? Like, what is the dance I need to know to get myself in position to win? And then after I know what it is, how do I then basically perfect my form so that I will always come out on top. Um and, and case in point, like that one, that snake enemy, the first couple of times just messed me up, messed me up really hard. Like I was not getting, but maybe 10, 15% of uh, her health off. By the time I had figured it out and perfected it, I think I used one elixir the whole entire fight. Like I just sat back and I wore her down and and beat her, and I cursed her and said, "How does it feel?" <laughs> the whole entire time, and it was, See, was it was gonna quite a
1: classic. Yeah, when you said I wore yeah. her down, but then you follow that with I beat her, so I had to pause. Like, Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> That's
0: funny. It's a snake, though.
1: Yeah, it is.
3: Mm. But, yeah, I, so there
0: there are some cool new uh, additions I wanna talk about. so there's um so in the first game, there's these little things called the Kodama, which are they look like little turtles that have teacups on top of their heads, and you collect them and they give you additional like blessings and power ups over time, right? Like you'll get more experience or collect more elixirs and stuff like that, right? So they've added a couple more things in them, and one of them is called a scam puss. I was like saying that scam puss. Why, why? are
1: you chuckling right now, buddy?
0: Because it's just it's a it's a cat, but it's a cat that is just a big ball. What's it called again? A scam puss.
1: Say
2: it again. Scam puss. Yeah.
0: So, so I guess two of them we call some scam pusses. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're these cats, they're balls, and they just roll around doing damage to enemies and stuff,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, so they're definitely like scam pusses.
0: yeah, uh the other big thing that's been the the real big thing though I'd say that's been added um and it relates in turn to the burst shift mechanic, which is it's all tied to as I said before, in this one, you're like half man half yoki, or in my case half woman. And you have the ability to still partner with a guardian spirit. So, like, everyone in this game that is of note has some sort of guardian spirit. Even in the first game, uh, William had multiple guardian spirits that would look out for him and that, like, he could channel the power of to some extent and call upon their power to basically help, right? This time, instead, though, instead of, like, summoning them to do help for you you instead uh are able to basically turn into your yokai or yoki however you say it form and then unleash hell on your enemies uh and the way you do that on top of just bashing them doing normal attacks is you collect these things called soul cores so when you're fighting yoki in the world whenever you kill one sometimes maybe about one in five will drop what's called a soul core and it will allow you to equip to your to your guardian spirit form or whatever uh, the ability to pretty much do attacks that other yokai have been doing on you or yoki whoever keep switching back and forth between one i picking here but I don't know <laughs> uh, so like for instance like one of the early ones I got from the first boss I beat like Basically, allowed me to take my sword and just turn into this huge, like, rock sword that was, you know, 20 feet long yeah. <laughs> and just could, like, slam down an enemy in front of me. Another one lets me fire uh, a flaming fist at my enemy. Another one let me, like, summon a tornado. So, you know, uh, there's an ape one where you jump up in the air and throw a huge rock at them, which I think is supposed to be poo, but, you know. I just didn't want to presume that's what it was. Uh, but yeah, you know, like there's a bunch of cool, interesting things with that, that you can kind of do. And it makes combat kind of fun and different from the first game with a caveat of when it works, how you think it's supposed to work. So my biggest con with this game so far, I would say is that, um, that burst shift mechanic i was talking about really is something that you live and you die by in this game and i have had several instances with it where i have felt like i've nailed it perfectly i've timed it perfectly i've figured it out only to find myself losing half my health and being completely exposed to whatever enemy i'm fighting uh and that's not a fun situation to be in, especially like when it's happened for the fifth time and you keep changing things just to try to see if you've, you've nailed it. And then you finally do nail it. Right. And then it comes up again. And once again, you fail and you just cannot understand why that is the case. Um, I don't know if I'm it's just, sure I, it's I, I, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's just, I need to get good. I don't know, <laughs> but you know,
2: no, I've had that frustration before.
0: Yeah. When you, when you experience that, I think it it hits you. Um, another thing I, I don't like about this game, as much as I like the fact that I got to create my own character, the one thing I really enjoyed about the first one was the story of William and the fact that it really felt like the first one, these Dark Soul games where there was a unique, distinct character that was his own and was voiced and had some place where he started and where he was hanging to and you could completely script it out because he's William, you know? And the last one that gave me that, I guess, would have been Sekiro, which, you know, was the first time you really got that from a From Software game. This one, while I enjoy being able to create a character that's in the image that I am choosing, I don't like the fact that afterwards she's just a silent protagonist the whole entire time. You know, and I'm just like, it, it would be like if you had started out in left in, link had had a voice and then you took it away you are like why are you doing that versus the opposite where link has never had a voice and you know now 20 years later we're going does he need a voice ever probably not because it will never be good enough in our minds uh so you understand why nintendo might not go that route right but um those have been the, the big things that have really pulled to me that I've been like, Ugh, I don't like this. I, I would also say the this is still a game, and this is true of uh, a criticism with all these games. There are a ton of systems. Even you know, There was a ton of systems in the first one. As you heard me talk about, there are newer ones, and I just talked about them at a high level. There is so much level of customization and understanding that, Unless you're willing to go to an online wiki, I would say, or spend hours tinkering and trying to figure out what works versus what doesn't work. I don't know if you'll fully understand every little thing that's going on with these systems. And that can at times leave you very exposed until you get frustrated because you just don't understand why something isn't working uh, or why you are maybe taking a lot more damage than you think you should. And it's probably because there's something that you're not paying attention to that really matters. Um, so I don't know. You know, those, those parts kind of weighed it down for me. But on the other side, as I said, I love the art of this game. I love the fact that there's new kind of actions of combat that are in this game from from what was in the first, right? It's just not a cookie cut copy of what the first game was. Um, and I like the fact that honestly still much like the first game, you can choose to make your character what you want it to be. If you want to be someone who's nimble and fast and just dodges things and doesn't ever really ever strike anyone unless you're doing damage to them. Right. You can make a ninja. You can have that. Uh, you could be someone who's based in magic or you could be kind of like what my guy's been where I have a long spear and yeah. <laughs> I have a long spear and I try to keep people away uh, and I wear very heavy armor. I'm basically like a walking tank, right? But it works really well for me because at the same time, my armor like weighs practically nothing on me um, because I've put stats into that ability. Uh, and the good thing with that armor, On top of that is that over time, if you find that a play style isn't working for you or you just want to change it up, you get so much gear and it's so easy to respect. Basically, you you get so much cash that even though the respect goes up over time, unless you're respecting every five levels or something, you should be able to reset whenever you want to and try something new, which is cool. I like that.
2: Yeah, so on a scale of 1 to 10 <laughs> um I, I'm not even talking about Richard time I'm just uh, For someone who enjoyed Sekiro And Thinks that you know if he spent the time He could get he could progress in it Significantly mm-hmm. how difficult Is this game I would think
0: I mean I was talking to Platt about this Platt thinks This is easier than Than Sekiro Was um In some ways, I think he's right. But Sekiro also feels like it's a little bit more streamlined, too. Because there there aren't as many systems in Sekiro, from what I recall. Like, you know, with this game, even your stance matters as to what you're doing. Versus, you know, Sekiro is like, zip around, you know? (laughs) Getting into a bad spot. Well, that's why we got this whip. (laughs) Get the heck out of Dodge, man. Um, But I I do think it is one that, just like any other, I mean, if you like these kind of games, I I, I think if you invest the time in, as I said, you're willing to learn the systems, you you will be rewarded for your work. There's never a question about that. Right. Did you finish the first one? Uh, I did not. I got very close to the end. And Kinda then, like me, I do that yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, though, with these games, like when, and especially this one, because there's like so many different button combo things. You know, it's like like this and Devil May Cry. If you if you don't finish it, good luck coming back without like yeah, just restarting. Yeah, I see what you're saying? Yeah, like I mean, like I watched uh, Platt a couple of weeks ago um, once their quarantine started and before this game came out he started playing replaying the first neo and i was just watching him die left and right um and you know i was trying to give him advice but even then i was like wait what is it you got to do to do this again and it's just because if you don't know those little things if you've forgotten what the tutorials have taught you it's a lot to re-pick up on a on a short turnaround
2: All right. So so this is your game of the year.
0: <laughs> uh I would not go that far. Uh but it, I think it's a solid game. I think it if you're a fan of the series, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Um maybe when I have more time because it just felt like oh, if this yeah. game had it's come out crowded. at the beginning of February, <laughs> I would have been it's so like happy. Holiday. Yeah. But like I feel so bad for it cuz like uh-oh someone just broke something. Um <laughs> story
1: uh, one time he actually pushes the button to talk <laughs> right <laughs> but um jokey jokes
0: when uh if this game it came out at the beginning of february i think it would have been a lot easier for me to digest than here where i feel bad for it in the sense of it came out um what was it like i think that tuesday right and then that friday doom and animal crossing dropped And then Monday, yesterday, right, uh, Half-Life dropped. So it's like I feel like that moment of uh, Toy Story where the meme they show of, like, Andy dropping Woody and be like, I don't want to play with you anymore. (laughs) And it's it's, funny. It's like no disrespect to Neo, but it's just like there are so many other things that I just – i enjoyed neo the first one and it, it's a fun experience and i definitely can get into it and have my fun with it but at the same time i'm like these things i have been longing for a lot longer than than you know than neo
1: fair enough though i mean it looks good it seems to play yes. okay if you're into those kind of games mm-hmm. um what's the musical score or anything like that like
0: oh music is awesome And it's like I think that's where honestly Team Ninja and company have a little bit of advantage over Sekiro and just um, in the from software games in general. I think they have like as far as the Japanese lore part of it and making it really feel there like their art design and their the sound like there's just so many beautiful moments and shots of that. Whether, whereas, like, I feel like Sekiro consistently, for the most part, has a very dark tone to it, no matter where you are, Um, which is kind of sad, like, you know, because there are some beautiful moments still (laughs) in that game. But, like, to this, like, there are just moments where even though you're about to get just completely beat down by a boss, you stop during the cutscene at the beginning just to step back and be like, oh, wow, that's really pretty to look at. You know, nice. like a sea. Yeah,
1: I see th- the best way I can describe these trees that kind of light up the the mm. distance. They kind of mm. like Japanese cherry blossoms. Yes, um, they are very beautiful off in the distance. I mean, it looks good. Mm-hmm. It actually looks funner, like you said, as far as maybe because it doesn't look, quote unquote, as hard mm-hmm. as Sekiro. But it just feels like it's a, a I don't want to say a better put together game. That's not fair. But for me, just watching it as you're talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's got a different vibe about it that I like, I think, a little bit, at least from the outside, a little bit more than Sekiro.
0: For sure. Um, that said, I guess if I was going to give it to Richard.
1: Well, it can, you can do a, like an Ori, where um, like last week for me, I said it's going to be an ongoing one, you know, tentative on if you do come back to it, where you're at now, kind of thing. I'm not you. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you feel that knife that just traveled all the way across from the river <laughs> to stab you on your side? Um, but uh, I would probably... I'm going to go with an 8.5 because I just... I feel like, honestly, once I get past this burst shift stuff and figuring it out, like, Platt's kind of told me, like, well, you should actually try this one. And I just really never got to a point where... I was starting to get used to the one I have, which was a feral burst shift, and he wanted me to use a brute one. And I was beginning to maybe understand the feral one, and then when I switched to the brute one, I, I was getting whooped again. <laughs> so I kind of just wonder if I should have stuck with what I already knew. But I feel like if I if I sit down and I have some time where I'm not I don't have other things on my mind, it would be easy to dial in on it. Um, but until that moment, which, which is kind of like why I go back and I say like, whenever this comes out, if it does, I'm presuming at some point it's going to come out on PC, that might be where I pick it up again and and give it another shot. But, uh, until then I I would just go with an 8.5. I think it's probably higher for someone like a plat. If you really love these kinds of games, if this is your thing, um, I totally would see it. And there's just so much that I do bow And and praise because I'm like, wow, yeah, that's really well done. And I can't act like they're not making something that has depth to it uh, and is just or something that is a complete repeat of the first one. Um, But, yeah, if you if you love these, if if boss fights are your thing above all else. This is definitely like a 9 or a 9.5, but like for me, for someone like me, I think it, it, at this point it's an 8.5, and maybe it might be something that over time, if I have the free time to give it, I'll come back and I'll reconsider it. Maybe I'll have a higher
1: score. Well, we'll see. But you're not me, so go yourself. <laughs> That's fine.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: good, good review, though, man. It's been yeah. a long time coming, for sure.
0: John's out somewhere probably – Committing atrocities Mike
1: that fell down and broke
2: no 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 up. no. i've got uh i got uh the first game from i think it was playstation plus Plus. Uh-huh. and so it's downloaded and i'm 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 kind of keen on giving it a try do it so. i like the first one a lot yeah a and lot. I, I remember when did it come out how long is how long has it been 2017 i think
3: okay yeah
2: all right
0: yeah it's been you're wearing. Uh, You guys want to do some news, though? Always. Absolutely. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news.
3: News. News.
1: News. <laughs> uh, right before we drop news, I told Chris I do have a, uh, a collegiate daughter taking a test near me is being proctored so i'm being respectful does that mean uh, that like
0: john proctor is there yes from the play the crucible
1: <laughs> yes so uh right before news we also were talking about and, COVID 19 and news constantly breaking about it
3: mm-hmm.
1: well this uh, is now coming out the gdc announces their summer dates yeah After being canceled earlier this year due to COVID-19 concerns, the GDC has announced new dates for the summer. The event will occur on August 4th through August 6th at the Moscone Center Center in San Francisco, California. Dubbed GDC Summer, it will retain the same high level of expert-led talks as the traditional GDC. Organizers are promising a, quote, new series of micro talks and fireside chats. Yeah. As well as a dedicated space for comprehensive career development sessions. Uh, There's no word yet on whether Mark Cerny will be giving an encore performance. Because, you know, we all want it. Oh, dang.
0: Sorry. Speaking of, uh, (laughs) speaking of coronaviruses, I just saw that Josh's job just suspended production. (laughs) Literally today. He was sending me yeah, said, uh he was sending that was
1: me possibly happen, right?
0: Yeah, yeah he, he actually sent me a picture. To to he sent me a picture yesterday, right? Of like when they were going into uh he works in a factory, I won't say where, but uh but he was going into the factory and before they would enter, they were taking everyone's temperature. So, I'm guessing something must have happened there where they said it's not worth it anymore, but uh anyways, I hope this happens, right? Don't you guys? I really hope yeah. it happens.
2: Yeah, and even if it can't, I mean, I think there's ways since it's just just like, um, you know, like Mark Cerny's talk, talk last week was somewhat meant f- as a CDC type talk. They can do this this way and Skype it or do some sort of online experience. I think they can get something like that done or at least have it. mm. For sure.
1: Well the we'll we'll talk about another event too, and it seems like at least like not necessarily just saying the event's like done, but saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna say it's a go for the summer. I think it's the right move, and if it gets closer and it looks like it can't happen, then at that point you go, you know what? Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna back off. But you know, still give some people, you know, that care about this stuff some optimism, something to look forward to. We all kind of want everything to kind of go back to normal. Um, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I agree with you.
2: Well.
3: <laughs> I
0: ain't got, got no
2: segue for, for Evo. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. Um, Evo is still a go. Evo, the long-running fighting games tournament, is still planning to move forward with its July tournament despite the current COVID-19 Pandemic concerns, the Evo team posted on Twitter saying, "Quote: At this time, Evo is moving forward with its plans to hold the event July 31st through August 2nd, 2020, at Mandalay Bay. But we are actively monitoring updates from the World Health Organization, CDC, and local governments and public health agencies regarding COVID-19, and continuing to assess the situation." In quote, "Should Evo 2020 eventually be canceled, all re- all relevant parties will be funded will be refunded uh, their money." Well, that's good. Yeah.
0: I mean, I would imagine something like this, while Evo definitely has a decent-sized crowd, it's not something along the lines of GDC, right? Or even the bigger one, of course, coming later this summer would be Gamescom, right? Uh, Where I think they really would have to assess far out. So I can understand why they're not at this point pulling the plug, but I would expect... If they get to June, right, and it's like, well, this doesn't look like it's promising, then they'll probably cancel. Yeah, I'm
1: you don't think it. John? I'm, hmm? I'm sorry.
2: Sorry, you don't. You don't think there's any? Is it is an event like this? Um, is there an option to do online play, or or would people just sort of challenge the results of that, the authenticity of that? Yeah, I mean, you had lag and all exactly.
0: that stuff. Exactly what you're just saying. Like these guys. Probably are not used to playing with that kind of lag in a
1: competitive atmosphere, right? Well, listen. Um, so, you get a proctor in there. <laughs> you get the guys who make Google Stadia in there that, you know, they they got <laughs> the lag solved and you're good to go. That's They're like, right. look,
0: all we got to do is drop you down to 720p. And <laughs> this thing is going to run uh, like a your champ. Your
1: controller, we do got to hook it up via a wire, but it's fine. We're going to give promise. you a
0: 9,000. <laughs> A mile cable (laughs) that's going to run all the way to Mandolin Blay.
1: Speaking of a long way away, another COD remaster is in the works. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 remaster, in fact, has been rated in South Korea. That is a long way away. Which seemingly confirms the game as upcoming. A Twitter user posted a link to the South Korean ratings board. The site rating was awarded last month with no release date or platforms announced. This would likely only be a remaster of the single-player portion of 2009's Modern Warfare 2. Uh, keep in mind, this could be a standalone or a pack in a game. Nothing more has been confirmed as of yet, but just exciting to know that the Call of Duty remasters continue to come.
2: Sean, I'm gonna I'm going to play it on PC.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I may too. I am on. I mean, I am smoking hot on the old push the button to build a yeah. PC. I yeah. I would say,
0: from what I remember, I did not like Modern Warfare 2's campaign as much because that's the one where they actually came and invaded America, right?
1: Let me see. Let me let me use. You know what's great when I got my own Google at my fingertips during this. Mm. You know, you, you just hog the little the board. You don't let us type anything in. You know. Yeah. Not now. Not now, buddy. <laughs> I'm present uh, now. <laughs> i present. I don't know. I think I is this uh I'm
0: pretty sure to... that's what it was cuz I thought at the end of the game they started the of uh, the first one they started the invasion or whatever and then that's what this was. Was yeah. like the invasion of America and then if I recall that's one when the the astronauts get nuked in space. <laughs> and that's I where I was that like one or not. It, it, it's higher two or three. I'm pretty sure it's two I, I, because then like the whole entire space station comes crashing down on the level and you have to go through that. I remember that. Um, but yeah, I just remember because I think
1: isn't, this is
2: infinite warfare. Uh,
1: I don't I think you might be jumping. Yeah. This, this one remember Let me see. Uh, the Marine Corps and the British air uh, special service or whatever, tried to prevent that nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Like, just like you said, and then they chase that guy. Uh, what the is his name? Um, I'm wanting to say the soccer player's name, Ibrahim Ibrahimovic, but that's not it. <laughs> uh, it's another dude. And you remember you go to the airport because like, there's a shooting. We um, go to the wiki page.
0: Yeah, I got to see this now.
1: Wikipedia page, brah. Uh, plot Call story. duty.
0: Uh, we, we've around. got to get this settled. <laughs> we got to know, man.
1: Man, We've look, when you see names like Price and Soap, bro. Those are important. Days. I don't see anything about a uh, yeah. spaceship, though, Chris.
0: Let's see. Hold on.
1: I see uh, aircraft boneyard in Afghanistan.
0: Lastly, I the see. player briefly assumes the role of an astronaut stationed on the International Space Station during the high of the war. Yeah. No. That says here in the characters and settings. No. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> Just accept I don't think it. So. I remember this.
1: It's fine, dude. Either way, we got another Call of Duty. Yay. Sonic boom. Yeah, because
0: okay, okay. So Price <laughs> Price launches a ballistic <laughs> missile towards DC, right? We were there, man. We were there. Oh <laughs> on. Uh yeah. Price sends a ballistic missile towards Washington, DC, but detonates in the upper atmosphere
1: pass out so ha (laughs) all right ready sonic boom sonic boom
2: well speaking of sonic (laughs) sonic gets an early release Uh, (laughs) the sonic the hedgehog movie is getting an early digital release after the closing of many theaters across the u.s the film will be available on demand starting march 31st uh, and this makes 46 days since releasing in theaters on February 14th, and the physical version will be available on Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD on May 19th. Sonic the Hedgehog reached $146 million in the U.S. and $306 million internationally, making it the highest grossing video game film in U.S. box office history.
0: John, what's I, the highest grossing? I
2: am thankful. I'm very, very thankful.
0: John, what's the highest grossing video game movie of all time?
2: I assume it's uh, Pokemon at this point.
0: I need to look that up. I would think it...
1: I can look it up. I got the internet.
0: I'm going to go with the guess of World of Warcraft.
1: I I agree with you. So how are we going to look this up? Highest?
0: Well, here. Hold on. Video game movie. Or not World of Warcraft, but just Warcraft, Right. So Warcraft as a film worldwide made four hundred and thirty-nine million. And Detective Pikachu. I'll tell you
1: what number twenty five was, and that was Street Fighter.
0: Detective Pikachu made four hundred and thirty-three million.
1: So yeah, by six million, it's still Warcraft.
2: Nice. I remember enjoying that movie
1: a good bit. Mm-hmm. I I don't think because you knew about it. Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, it's ridiculous how much it it's got.
0: A lot of the stuff in that movie is actually stuff related to the early games too. So with Warcraft, not with and Sonic. I,
1: hate, I I technically <laughs> hate that Angry Birds the movie is tied to a video game movie.
0: Oh, that might be the highest grossing, huh?
1: No, it's number three. Oh, uh, it's three. Lorda Croft Tomb Raider starring Angelina Jolie number two. And uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu is number one. It grossed domestically 144 million. Yeah,
0: Yeah, see, that's the big thing. Like, I think here in the United States, Warcraft didn't make that much. It was all China where it made its money, from what I recall.
1: Oh, hey, Animal Crossing at Walmart. How you doing? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, yeah. You know what was also funny? Sony's (laughs) Sony's release <laughs> stuff about their PS5. John, what we're going to do is split this one up if you're cool with it. I'll do after the couple things, and then you'll start on the Hero of the Full Specs if you want to. You want to do that? Yeah, sure, man. All right. So uh, we got some deets on Sony's PS5. He, 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 he. After a couple of card tricks and sawing a woman in half, Mark Cerny got down the business, giving us a deep dive into the new PS5, and it was deep. The biggest emphasis was on PS5's SSD features in indicating the key to Sony's endeavors to help developers the target speed is uh five GBs at least um that's the gigabyte. hope is that you can say it Chris say it gigabytes yeah per second uh, the hope is that low times as opposed to one GB in 20 seconds on ps4 will reach 0.27 seconds for 2gb on the ps5 nerd The target is also for developers to utilize the speed of the SSD to easily load textures and areas more quickly than ever before. The goals of the SSD put simply are as follows. Boot the game in a second, no load screens, design with freedom, like free balling, uh, more game on disk and on SSD, and patch installs go away. John is now coming in for more of this full specs on the PS five.
2: Thank you, Sean. And here are the full <laughs> specs for the PS five, man. You're going to make me read all this stuff. Have I can do, I do it for you. It. That's why I here, you hold on. Do it, Chris. Yeah.
0: A CPU uh, is an AMD Zen 2-based CPU with 8 cores clocked at 3.5 gigahertz. That's a variable frequency. Uh, GPUs at 10.28 teraflops, 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz, variable frequency. The GPU architecture is a custom RDNA 2. That's just like Microsoft's. Memory interface is 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 at a 256-bit encryption. Memory bandwidth... Peaks out at 450, uh, 448 gigabytes. Internal storage will be a custom 825 gig SSD. Uh, We're going terabyte, th- <laughs> man. Really?
3: <laughs> uh,
0: the okay. I.O. throughput is 5.5 gigabytes raw with a typical of 8 to 9 gigabytes compressed. Expandable storage will be your NVMe SSD slot. But keep in mind, they have to meet the specifications of Sony. Uh, and then... Let's see, your external storage will be a USB HDD support for your PS4 games with an optical drive of the old 4K UHD blue-ray variety.
1: I, um, I, I like that Sony is going with the NVMe slot. I, like you said, I know it's got to meet the specs of mm-hmm. PlayStation. That's not, that's not a too different from kind of like if you were to upgrade your hard drive or your storage now. It has to meet a certain, certain, well, way or whatever. Well,
0: it's more of like the fact right now they're taking they're betting in the future, basically, because their standard of what their MVMEs require right now, there's going to be very few that meet the specifications as of today. And on top of that, we don't know if they're going to have size specifications, too because a lot of those will have custom um, heat rays on there, or what are they called? Heat
1: spreaders. Yeah.
0: So, I you know, they're a technical
1: uh, guy to that guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, like, so they're a lot thicker than your normal NVMe. So if it's just like a little slot to stick in there, until you actually get that quality, you might not be able to buy that much out there, right? Unless you're willing to spend a pretty penny. So that's something to keep in mind.
2: Well, I've been watching a lot of breakdowns of, of this console's specs on YouTube, and they're saying that one of the advantages that the PS5 is going to have over the Xbox One X, oh, I'm sorry, the, X, the Series X, rather, is the fact that the, um, the speed and advancement of the SSD is going to allow worlds to be rendered larger mm-hmm. and quicker, um, on the PS5 over the Xbox Series X.
0: I don't know. It's it's up in the air in this. Like basically, they are they're tackling the same problem with different tools, right? So Sony's is all about the speed of that SSD and saying like, look, we can do five gigabits per second as far as you know the transfer speed. And we have this memory bandwidth that's clocked at 448 gigabytes, right? Microsoft is more of, we have this GPU that has more raw power than what Sony is going with. And then with their memory bandwidth, they're kind of doing this thing where 10 gigabytes of the RAM is operating at a 560 gigabyte. Clock speed whereas then 6 gigs which is presumed to be like for your, your basic OI type memory is running at like I think it's like 360 gigabytes per second so it's just really hard to know at this point especially because I don't think Microsoft has released the specifications of it's NVMe uh, SSD card
2: well, one of the what, things what the, guy, like, the, what guys, the
0: difference is going to be, you know, at this well, point.
2: Well, the guy was the way he was explaining it to a layman like me was they're taking a lot of the grunt work away from the RAM and moving yeah. it over to the SSD,
0: correct? And Microsoft, at is least more that's what so, Sony's doing. Yeah, Microsoft is more so banking on having this higher memory rate combined with the NVMe and then, like I said, the pow- the power of the GPU to be able to basically make up for all that i mean it is an interesting concept between the two of them because i would say right now like i i don't worry that one system is going to be completely behind the other right but at the same time if the only thing the ssd is doing for sony is that something loads in 1.5 seconds versus with Microsoft it takes four seconds, right? I don't think people really care about that.
2: Well I mean yeah. they were they got very specific on it and what they said was because of the way they're structuring their SSD, you're gonna like a say a first party developer is gonna have is gonna be able to make much larger mm-hmm. worlds than some developer on the Xbox Series X, is what they speculate. I
0: don't know about that at this point. I don't know. Uh I would have to wait and see um i i just kind of like to me the thing that is going to come down to is i think for some people in their mind is, is if they're doing that but they can't hit true 4K and especially if it's true 4K in 60 frames per second and Microsoft is over there putting out games that are running in true 4K at 60 frames per second and one takes like i said slightly longer to load than other than the other but it's not something that we're talking about like a difference between five seconds and a minute but like five seconds and seven seconds i don't know you know right like that would be would someone even really knows that right is the question so it, it it's definitely interesting um but i think until these things actually get built and are put in the wild like the one thing i can say is this i've actually seen microsoft's uh, you know, product in action last week. I would um, put
2: that up against Mark Cerny's voluptuous voice any day of the week <laughs> and twice on Sunday.
0: But I will say regardless between the two, I don't think this went over as well to the general public as what Microsoft did the day before. I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. And it, it's like, I get what Mark Cerny was doing mark cerny was being the technical I, guy i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> like like he's being the guy like it was very clear this was meant for something like gdc and maybe they might have put it out online afterwards but like it was meant for developers not so much the bigger developers who are already have access to test kits but like to people who are smaller right you know who they're having to choose, am I going to develop my independent game on Steam, on PlayStation 5, on Xbox Series X, or on Switch? This is why you should come to PlayStation. This is why you should pay the money for a development kit. That's what he's doing in that presentation. But the difference is, the way they marketed this was, hey, you've been waiting. You want to know all the answers. <laughs> come watch Mark Cerning <laughs> talk about... SSD well, speeds and like you know uh the different infrastructure of how you know various parts of CPUs work right and to the general public that is boring as hell as, Well yeah
2: I'm I'm totally with you on that yeah. I, I I don't think I was in the audience at all Yeah but it's almost like how do you how do you release a console mm-hmm. say if you're Sony to digital foundry knowing that the narrative the narrative is going to be around the idea and the concept of teraflops it's almost as if sony knew that they had to do a presentation like this so that the youtubers could go out there and break it down because the narrative on youtube and everywhere else i'm reading is now because of this teraflops are not the be all of what a console is mm-hmm. and i think they successfully got people to talk about the idea that, and I think they were successful at it, oddly enough, that teraflops are not what you are necessarily going to go by to determine which one is more powerful or which the disadvantage over this advantage.
3: But
0: see, here's the difference. Like what you just said, they could have given that to Digital Foundry and they would have arrived at the same conclusion because they would have looked at all the specs, right? And if they had been given the exact same level of, intricacy with the system that they were given by microsoft they would have been able to discern all this too that's basically what microsoft did said like hey here's digital foundry and then here's austin evans come in here and 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 play around with these things and see how they look and once they did that you know it, it completely demonstrated everything that they're trying to do like they basically gave a visualization to what ray tracing is on the most basic game minecraft And you could see within two seconds what its power was. That's a very powerful thing than us sitting here and talking about ray tracing sound and what your ear will be and what my ear is, you know, in technical jargon. Like people, people have to experience those things if you want to be sold on them. And I, I feel like last week, the only thing you got was that this thing has a very powerful SSD. And I feel like they're trying to push that right now because... They knew what their number was GPU-wise, right? They knew they were not being Microsoft. It had been rumored and known for a while. So you have to change the conversation. You know, you have to make it something else. So make it about the SSD. But I keep going back to this. Until you actually see these things running a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X game in the console itself, how it's actually working in the real world, This is, I mean, I've watched Mark Cerny do this with the PS4 too. He talked about tons of things and really they never materialized or ended up being what he was talking about in that moment. Cause he's talking in the idea of what he hopes from an architecture standpoint versus what actually ends up happening when developers use something. So, you know, yeah,
2: I mean, you you know, know, I agree with all that. I, I just, um, to me, I'm I'm glad I'm glad they gave the specs. Xbox uh, gave the specs out to Austin Evans because mm-hmm. the Digital Foundry video was almost as boring as the GDC talk. Correct. Um, so Austin Evans was allowed to give it some comedic flair. Yeah. But um, I, but I don't I don't know that I agree that um, Sony hyped this up. I think the media did, um, and I don't blame the media for doing it because we've been hungry for information so long. I think the media was like. This is it. This is it. And well, this is what we've been let waiting me, for.
0: Let me rephrase that. Microsoft did a drop, right? Like they didn't tell anyone sure. when they were doing something. They just said, by the way, at 9 a.m. on Monday, Digital Foundry is releasing this and Austin Evans releasing this at the same time, and we're putting up a blog post on Xbox. And that's what they did, and therefore there was no hype on it. There was no anticipation for it. Versus Sony then later that day goes, Mark Cerny is going to give a breakdown of the PlayStation five tomorrow at noon. And yeah, therefore you have eight hours of people just salivating over this. I don't even think the media had to do anything. It's just, you have a bunch of Sony fanboys who have been like watching Xbox killing it as far as the promotion of this new console. And they're salivating. They're like, what
2: about us? You know, what about PlayStation? We're, we're still King right now you know no you have you have to admire the value of i mean it's almost like xbox is is rewriting the playbook here they're saying hey what's in the box and phil Mm. spencer's going there you go crack it open you tell us which is pretty brilliant i mean it really is now don't get me wrong while austin evans was doing that video they had their guys in there probably stopping him from saying this or doing that Mm. so Mm. it was a very well orchestrated gutsy you know Um, way to debut your console. I mean, I can't think of the last time someone's ever said, here's the individual parts that go into this system. They kind of, before you even announce the price,
0: they did it a little bit with the Xbox one X because digital foundry had that kind of access. But again, as you kind of spoke to before, you know, those are the technical nerd guys, right? If you're going to digital foundry, that is what you are going there for is that nerd stuff. So On one hand, it was kind of cool to see him actually hold the board and uh, the chip for the Xbox One X. But, like, this was much better when they went to Austin instead for this because, like, to see him have that chassis and then start sticking everything together, I don't think they could have made that as cool as he did, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Now I'm going to subscribe to his YouTube. I just love watching it
2: slide (laughs) in. That was really cool. Right. He's like, if <laughs> it finally so, got stuck, he's like,
3: come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: John, you Well, were the other now? big
2: thing, the other big thing about Sony's um, they, uh, conference was um, raising the question of backwards compat- compatibility. I stumbled through that, but here we go anyway. Sony has recently clarified verbiage uh, centered around backwards compatibility. In the PS5 reveal, Mark Cerny indicated, quote, Sony recently took a look at the top 100 ps4 titles as ranked by playtime and we're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on ps5 sony is now clarifying after brief eyebrow raises from the community that it intends to support the quote majority of the 4,000 plus ps4 titles uh on the next gen hardware sony is testing each individual game to make sure that the new structure can support the previous gen games
0: yeah i think his problem is it's going to be uh I'm willing to bet, like, remember when Phil changed everything and said everything is forward compatible from now on, right? Yes. I'm guessing at that point, Phil probably started putting in every Xbox contract that if you put our game, your game out on Xbox One, it can be played on any console afterwards that uses this form of OS or something, right? Um. So, therefore, he has kind of a blank check to just be like, yep, it's all coming forward. <laughs> versus uh, versus you know Sony which may have to those issues that Xbox was solving when they were bringing in backwards compatibility with the 360 now he's got to go back and maybe solve with the PS4
3: hmm.
0: yeah that that's that, the only thing i can say
2: but at the same time you know a, a lot of people including me were saying not that I said it publicly, but I thought <laughs> that uh, I'm like, PlayStation mm-hmm. has got to figure out how to put its entire library For sure. and make it accessible, not just by PlayStation now, but through,
1: through have backwards compatibility. You can so put it. In yeah,
2: exactly. If you have the game, right. you can play it. And I, just, I think that was just, you had one job, Sony. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: It, it, we talked about, it, like, I thought of a lot of the things that, that Phil has done at the back half of this generation are things where, whether Sony liked them or not, it was kind of like, well, now that he's done it, you have to do it, right? Like you just don't have a choice. Like, uh, and, and the first one was crossplay, right? As soon as he says, like, yeah, we'll let crossplay be on anything, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, it, you just knew as much as kick, kicking and uh, screaming that Sony was going to do. It's going to happen. There's just no denying it was going to happen. And and this is kind of the nerd thing where it's like, as much as you want to sell us Last of Us 2 Remastered for PS5, you know already that you're going to just sell us uh, that if I buy it on PS4, I can play in a PS5 compatible version of it when it comes out. We all know it's coming.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So, we have a, a call for unitedness, guys. What? Aid? Ooh. Game Workers Unite calls for greater aid. There you go. I wanted to stumble with you, John. Um, Gondor
2: calls for aid.
1: Rohan <laughs> <laughs> shall aid. answer. <laughs> game, workers Unite ha- game Workers Unite has released a statement calling for more support for workers in the video game industry that have been affected by COVID-19. The statement calls for, quote, flexible working hours, universal health service for all. Uh, That sounds like Bernie Sanders. A fair sick pay and rent freezes, end quote. Video games are and will be a crucial source of entertainment for millions of people right now, and yet there's a huge disparity of job security between different roles, between different parts of the world. Game Workers Unite is a union of sorts whose goal is dedicated to unionizing the game industry with the aim of providing a voice to many in the games industry, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, bro.
2: <laughs> that is going to be a tough sell, but i, I mean, it, it's going to be. Uh, I wish. It, I wish this could be done for across the board. You know, one thing—it's—it's not—it's not apples to apples, but I read, and you sports guys can confirm this for me if touchdowns
1: you Touchdowns or
2: touchdowns. Well, yeah. If you break <laughs> but, the plane. Uh, I think I think it's Major League Baseball or the NBA. I am not sure are actually raising each contributing a million dollars at, at minimum to support the seasonal workers. Yeah, um, it's things the like uh,
0: that. it's the NBA. Like a lot of stars right. have gone ahead and started. Like I think Zion Williamson donated a million. Uh, I think Giannis has donated a million. Just uh, you know, like because yeah, if you are a person that works, like if you are an usher at the arena, you're not right. working right now. That's exactly. the honest
2: truth. So I think, you know, in, in a lot of cases, particularly in the, I, I think, particularly in the gaming industry, because it, it seems that in this quote, 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 unquote, quarantine that, you know, sales of video games are, they're not hurting. Um, you now. know, they're, they're making, they're making their money. Um, and so it seems like these, you know, EA Activision's, you know, Ubisoft, some of the big players can really pitch in and do this type of program to at least for now, um, answer the call of what, um, the, the GWU is uh, calling for. I would imagine
0: the big one would be like video game testers, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Because if you can't test the game at home and you live in California and you're not allowed to go because you're, a non essential business, right? You're just sitting at home broke right now. And what are you supposed to do? Right. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, new VR is coming. Yeah, this is exciting. HP has announced that it is collaborating with Valve and Microsoft on a new next-gen VR headset. I think this is big news. The Reverb uh, G2 is described as, quote, (laughs) the next standard in VR by HP, and that it will offer a more immersive, comfortable, comfortable, and compatible experience than the previous generation. Currently, that is the only explanation we have available, but the new headset is a follow-up to HP's Reverb, which is a very expensive headset designed for Windows Mixed Reality lineup. It is not quite known what Valve and Microsoft involvement entails. But uh, this is an interesting development, um, particularly when you were, if you guys recall what, um, like Phil was kind of downplaying a couple of months, the value of uh, virtual reality. So this is interesting. Well,
0: he's, he's downplaying in the sense of Xbox, but remember he's over Microsoft games in general. and Microsoft does have a large gaming presence on PC, which is where Windows Mixed Reality comes into play. And I would imagine with both of these, you know, Valve has been the same way. Like, to the credit of Valve, like, they could have easily, with Half-Life, Alex been completely just Richards about it and said, you have to buy a Steam index, uh, index if you want to play this game. And they've never been that way. They've been more about, if you have some form of virtual reality device, how can we make it work on our systems? That's what they've been about, um, which is good for gaming and good for Valve too, right? So I would imagine that's probably what this is. You know, is that they're going to be like, hey, we want to have it so that day one when you launch this thing, if someone goes and buys this Reverb uh, follow-up, that they can plug it in if they want to buy Half Life Alex. It's there. If they want to buy Beat Saber, it's there. And they can play it on Steam.
2: And it'll all be available at your local GameStop.
1: <laughs> Ooh. <clears throat> well, after a messy <laughs> slew of bad press lasting for a couple of weeks, old GameStop, John, announced on Sunday that it would be temporary closing its retail stores and shifting focus to online sales and curbside pickup orders. The retailer has remained open when most non essential retail stores had closed. Kotaku cited a GameStop company memo that read, Due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. Wow. Kotaku had interviewed GameStop employees that had feared for their safety. GameStop CEO George Sherman has said that the company had been following the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines. A we it was prudent To institute further safety protocols while meeting this increased demand through curbside pickup like Applebee's. Sherman indicated that employees have been granted an additional two weeks at their regular pay rate based on the hour, average hours worked in the last 10 weeks. Mm. All this comes following weeks of bad press and being on the defensive due to the perceived lack of concern for the safety of its employees. Uh they need to get Reggie involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um no matter what they've taken actions here, they've already they've already lost the faith of people on this one. Yeah. You know, they lost it they lost it first when I think what's his face, uh the guy, the YouTube guy, uh Camlot, um it's like camelot three three or whatever. Uh, he posted their, their conference call with their store leaders, basically going over this where they're like, well, what do you do if someone comes in sick? We're like, well, we're just going to shut down the store and then bring in other people, uh, from other stores to fill out after we do a clean. And that'll be that.
2: In Um, fairness, that's not, that's not what he said. eh. I mean, it's not, it's not that I'm, I'm look, GameStop screwed up here, and I I watched that that YouTube video, and yeah, what the guy, what the YouTuber did was he he would play a cut of the call, then he would translate for you what the call said, even though you just heard it, and you are an intelligent human being, and he was he was spinning exactly. Oh, he always, he always spins.
0: He always spins.
2: Yeah, it was, I, it was kind of. I still got it. It was like, kind of gross. It I, really was.
0: I mean, like, I get what he does because he's got a vendetta against it. There ain't no question about it. I mean, he feels like he was wrongfully fired by that company. Um, right. And, yeah, I mean, that's important but, context.
2: Uh, I mean, what, 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 the, but regardless, what, the, what the leadership was saying was they were going to be sending people in to clean the store. Correct. But things like GameStop employees. No, he's no, no no, 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 no. He's going. I,
0: I, I okay. didn't mean in that sense. Okay. Like, I meant in the sense of we're going to clean the store and then. Those people can just go away that were involved with the store. And then we're going to bring our other employees from other stores in to fill the need to keep the store open. So, therefore, we're going to say, let's not just close this store while everyone needs to be quarantined, right? Let's instead bring other people in to a region now that has known infection, even though we're deep cleaning it, right? More people are going to come in. Let's just act like that didn't happen to keep the store open and functioning because we need it to be and just ignore the fact that it's going to create more strain on the other stores who are now shorthanded from the fact that those people are having to go over to this our store to keep it open that's that that was kind of the first thing that when i saw it i was like oh that's bad and then you go into the next part where you're like well what are you going to do if california shuts down non-essential business in the state and you're coming back and your argument is that you're essential not (laughs) in the sense because you sell basically the argument is what like you sell headsets and other communication devices uh and that's why you should remain open i don't see that and i think sean you probably agree with me on this Uh, i don't know john but there's nothing like while those might be essential parts to certain parts of business, that's not what I would call essential. Like to me, a grocery store in a pharmacy is essential. A gas station to make sure that people who have to go to essential jobs have gas for their cars is essential, right? Those who work at the power company, that's essential. But me working at, GameStop or Kohl's or JCPenney's or you know even here like where we're talking about now people aren't supposed probably aren't going to be getting haircuts for the next month or two uh, unless they're like Sean they got some buzz clippers that you're gonna have to deal with that because that's not an essential job right now
2: no Um, I 100% agree that it's not essential I mean there's just a there's a you know, I, I run the risk of sounding like I'm defending a company that I'm not defending, mm-hmm. but there's a, there a lot of things going on here. One, when Kotaku and other sites give you the quote, they give you the quote and people react to it saying that GameStop is saying that video games are, are essential to people's livelihood, mm-hmm. when that's in fact not exactly what the statement is. Said, And so as, as journalists, they're sort of leaving that impression hanging out there. Now, the, even when you clarify it and you're saying that, no, our business products, if you want to call it business products, like the cell phones and the, and the headsets and things like that, that allow people to do their jobs from home, you still come up with the same conclusion, but it's through a less of a severe lens. Um, so no, I don't think that anything they sell is essential. And I think that, I think that GameStop where they, where they, where they messed up here is that they macro managed their stores instead of micromanaged their stores. They Mm -hmm. should have looked at California. They should have looked at New York because, you know, I went into, you know, I was that guy who unfortunately had to go pick up, you know, animal crossing from GameStop. Mm -hmm. I walked in and of course the three of us know the manager there and I'm like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for what you guys are going through. He looked at me like, Dude, we ain't going through nothing. We got plenty of cleaning supplies. We're making, there's, the traffic is insane coming through here. It's more than it's ever been in a long time. So there's, so, I mean, I, I mean, I was reading an article in many cities where the stores are actually, the traffic is double. Yeah, People are going in to buy these games. So, the, so two things can be true at the same two time. Two things,
3: okay.
2: Um, you got you. You have to somewhat understand, not condone, because I think they obviously misstepped here.
0: No, uh, you just dropped for a second, John. What was your last point there? It, what was that? You dropped for a second there. So, was, uh, your,
1: was your ending that they just misstepped there? Was that the last thing? Yeah, you it was.
2: Yeah, oh, okay. th- it, it was an obvious misstep here. But the reality is, GameStop. Is bleeding and they got caught behaving like a retail game. Yeah.
0: Because
2: Best Buy is over there behaving the exact same way.
0: (laughs) I I would say.
2: And nobody's calling them to the curb or anything like
0: that. If this was 2015 GameStop where their stock is $40 a share, I don't think they would have had a problem going, yeah, we have to shut down our California stores. We just don't have a choice. And we need to, you know, and maybe they might have botched how interactions within the store were working, right? Um, but that would have been easily forgivable, I think. Their problem is that you have a bunch of executives who are trying to keep this this ship alive, basically. And I'm sure there's an executive that's gone to George Sherman in the past week and says, If forty percent of our stores close down for over a month, we are going to file bankruptcy. There's just right. no question about that. And the sad part of it is then You have a bunch of high ups that aren't going to be affected, right? Because they're, they're executives. They have their, their stock options. They have everything else. They probably have some sort of buyout clause within their contracts. Um, and then you're going to have the people who are affected, who they're just going by what you say. And if you're, if you're George Sherman and you're looking at all this, and you have a bunch of people telling you the reality of what will happen if you don't keep your stores open, you're probably going to do whatever it takes to keep the stores open because that's what you probably feel in part what your job is as the CEO of GameStop is to keep it alive. It doesn't matter if it's not alive anymore. Yeah, um, and it's and it's it's, 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 cheap, it's a sad man. part. Go ahead, Sean.
1: I didn't say anything. Yeah, no, I said, I said, I said, I
0: said, said, it's a sad part to, I guess, you know, just the structure of capitalism sometimes, where it's like, you have that choice, you have to make some sort of hard line choice where it's like, do I put people at risk? Or do I potentially let my business fall under? And there's like no perfect answer. uh, But the way they went about this, and like I said, like the fact that the line said, we are essential. You know, yeah, that killed him. The, yeah, that was what like it really did they? I mean, like I, I came on, I was, I was honest on our uh, on our Discord. I said I'm never going in again. I was like, I'm sorry. There's a lot of great people I know at GameStop that have worked there through the years, and I wish them the best. But I, I haven't been there for a while. But now they've just given me every reason never to walk in again.
2: Yeah, I, I feel you on that. But you know, it's 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 anecdotal. It's case by case it's the store that I go into. Um, the narrative there's, and and, you know, sometimes facts are narrative, but sometimes facts don't meet narrative. This is individual stuff. You go into a store and they're telling you, and, and, and this is a guy who has told me when things aren't great, he's been perfectly honest with me. He's like, look, this is not exactly what you're reading. Um, I mean, I can, he's, he said, I can imagine it is in K, in places like California, New York, but you know, I mean, we're, you look, they messed up. It's clear that they did. There's no excuse for it. Um, and it, and it's too bad because they were, they were making certain steps when they said that they were abiding by guidelines. They were,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you, they, that, that is an absolute truthful statement. They were, you know, they were providing, you know, sanitary stuff. They were limiting um, they were, And I was there just watching them enforce it. They were limiting 10 into the store, just like the federal government was mandating. So it's just unfortunate. I feel bad.
1: Mm-hmm. John? I don't, I, I mean, you guys have said pretty much everything. I haven't been we into tend a to. game. Well, I mean, I haven't been into it. I was thinking when Chris said he hadn't been in a while, I was like, when's the last time I really went in to, you know, it, buy a game at GameStop?
0: It's funny, like, that you've been, like, sitting here tonight being like, can I go to Walmart to buy Animal Crossing? And never thought, maybe I should yeah. go buy GameStop.
1: Nope, never even wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
3: Mm.
1: Oh, is this where I do this? Yes. I <laughs> this week. Sea of Stars, huh? Sea of Stars was recently announced as a prequel taking place hundreds of thousands of years before The Messenger, a Ninja Gaiden-inspired Ooh. game from 2018. The developer, Sabotage, announced a brand new game along with a new style of play choosing to pivot to the turn-based RPG style. The game trailer harkens back to the classic 90s RPGs such as Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. The turn-based combat mechanics features time hits and active defense options uh, reminiscent of Super Mario RPG and the Mario and Luigi games. Sabotage's mission as a developer is to make games with a retro aesthetics but with modern game design and mechanics, the game is not scheduled for release Schedule. until 2022 when coronavirus comes back.
0: <laughs> coronavirus to <the> return.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I did not play the messenger, though. I kept s- staring at it. But you say the words Chrono Trigger, Secret Mana, Super Mario RPG. You're in. Yeah, I mean, that definitely uh, makes my return. I you rich- played the messenger. I have not. No, I have not played the messenger. What? Uh, you might be thinking of Katana Zero. I did. I play am that.
2: thinking of Katana Zero. Yeah. But don't ever correct me again.
0: You're dumb.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, you say those words. Super Mario RPG, especially in um, Chrono Trigger. I- I'm in. I'll give it a shot in 2022 if I'm still alive past this wonderful virus. <laughs> uh, hey, uh Sean. Yeah. Would you like to wrap this up?
1: Even in a world of coronavirus, I'm going to (laughs) pass.
0: John, how about you?
2: Especially in a world of coronavirus.
0: You just want to (laughs) be (laughs) safe? All right, let's do that.
3: The
1: future <laughs> come in later john you got it uh, once again dude you have no idea how hard it is, is. Oh, i'm sure here. yeah I'm it's sure. hilarious
0: hilarious
1: <laughs> yes
0: like nick cannon you know or what's like also hilarious you know we got in you know you know what's also hilarious what when people write into weekly games chat at gmail.com that's weekly games chat at gmail.com just like platt did what's up just justice platt he says Hi, Chris, Sean, and John, and you guys can't see it this week. He spelled Chris, K-R-I-S, Sean, S-E-A-N, John, <laughs> J-O, capital H-N.
1: <laughs> A.K.A. Perfect.
0: Yes, perfect. Uh, he says, I love all three of you, but I love Chris more because he plays games with me. John and Sean, why don't we play games together? That would be so nice. Even Fair in question. these quarantine times, I can look forward to weekly game chat podcast to boost the middle of my week. Sean, I would love nothing more than to watch you play Neo 2.
3: <laughs> Never.
0: Uh, this community that y'all built is so special, and I'm so thankful for it. Punkhead says, I'm only appreciating the Richards because of the Evan Williams I've consumed. That's probably true. Uh See, John, that's a liquor.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: Thank you. I needed that. I wasn't sure.
0: Tis all. Game on. Your mom's box. Love y'all. Platt, Nico, your boy.
1: Came on, Platt. Thanks. Pl- Platt's legit. Good to hear from you, buddy.
3: Woo-hoo.
0: Next up, speaking of Punkhead, <laughs> howdy, fellas. Punkhead here. For, punk? for once, I will keep it relatively short. That is not what she said. I just want to <laughs> say uh, thank you. <laughs> These are unusual unusual times for the world, and we don't know what the future holds. People have anxiety, and what helps calm people down is normalcy. There are those that don't know of anyone that has COVID-19 and think it's overblown, and there's me who's known of people that have it and have passed away. I feel like people are questioning if we're underreacting or overreacting or both. If you're at the both, then that's when it becomes surreal. Well, actually, this is, well, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Well, actually, this wow thing is surreal. Oh, thank you means this whole thing is surreal. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that you guys are still going forward, and I think all of your listeners appreciate it as well. Again, thank you, and thank you for letting us post dank COVID memes on Discord. We all need the chuckle right now. That's Punkhead.
3: Yeah,
1: I agree, dude. Um I'm, I actually hate to hear that you've known some people who passed away. I know a good friend of mine who had it reached kind of close to home as well. Yeah. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to him. I know he hears me right now. And, uh, yeah, but, the, you know, thanks for writing in. And, and one thing we did want to try to do um, is, is still, no matter what, give you guys a show. Um, even as I sit here in gym shorts and bare feet in Alabama somewhere. You're
0: wearing okay. shorts?
1: we try to get it done my friend so thanks for the write-in
0: i'm not wearing shorts and you probably don't want to know where your microphone's at right now
1: that was implied when you said you're wearing shorts (laughs) see chris a joke is uh
0: finally we have from gamer gab down in baton rouge baton rouge he says he's writing in with a question and a request so, okay. somehow, I ended up downloading the free trial of Final Fantasy 14 about a month ago. I've never played in my, or I've never played an MMO <laughs> in my life, and I do not like multiplayer games due to the fact that as soon as I log into a game uh, on Call of Duty or something like that, some 13 year old kid kills me within three <laughs> seconds. But I am hooked on Final Fantasy 14. I've always it's loved the one. Final Fantasy series lore and worlds, but never turned, uh, never the turn based gameplay. Anyways, I write to ask if you guys ever played Final Fantasy 14. That's funny. I'm having a great time, but my problem is that I don't have any friends to play with. I'm a 34 year old married man, so I don't really have any friends uh, on the side or besides a couple from work. Uh, so, I'd like to give my character name on here in hopes that a listener would add me and run some dungeons uh, with me, as well as running randos or running them with randos as gang ult. Uh, they just want to rush through and they don't want to wait for new people to watch the cutscenes <laughs> or take the time to help them oh. or take the time to formulate a plan. Uh, it kills the fun. I've just been a Realm Reborn's main story quest and I'm a level 53 bard. I'm hoping to bad. change. Cards are legit. Yeah. I'm hoping to change to a machinist soon and get into heaven sword. My character's name is, oh man, I'm going to butcher this one. Uh, Gasaran Verzak, which is for, so for those who I guess want to join him, uh, G A S A R A N space V E R Z A K. And he's on the primal data data center. Don't know what
1: that means. Oh man, I'm on baomong and I I laugh because I know what uh, when you're when you're playing Final Fantasy 14 and going through a dungeon. If you've never gone through a dungeon, the cutscene pops up, and most new people skip want to watch the once the you know the, the the guys who are running it to farm materials or whatever they're skipping. It. they're they're ready to go. The noobs always leave the the cutscene going, and you have like the little film icon above your head, so they know it's about, you.
0: I was about to say like so. But they don't let people advance, right? If if everyone so, hasn't right.
1: skipped, right? So they have to sit like in a circle and wait for you to watch <laughs> the cutscene. Man, I would it's,
0: even if I've watched it nine hundred times. If I was in this game now, I would always be like, "No, I'm watching this cutscene. Bought this game." But seven. uh,
1: I Chris has I think dabbled in Final Fantasy fourteen. I have possibly
0: not. no. Uh, I think you're thinking Josh.
1: Oh, Josh, yeah, yeah. I of course have played Final Fantasy fourteen. And uh, one of my good friends who hates me is because of Final Fantasy XIV.
0: He's on Black so, uh, Black Desert Black online Desert.
1: now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you ever have any questions or, or anything, I mean, I'm not promising that I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, but it is a good game. And if you're just getting into Hearthstone, you've got a ton of story to go through. Um, mm-hmm. But give the folks a chance. Did you just say Hearthstone? <laughs> The, i said i meant heaven's towards sorry no
0: guys. no no man if you want to take up the card game hearthstone you go right ahead well i
1: mean World of Warcraft is a better game but um, um,
0: but to I, finish I, up I, he also says anyways did y'all watch the playstation 5 tech stream from cerny i tried but i couldn't do it well hope y'all are staying safe in these tough times and please know i appreciate the work you do here thanks a bunch and game on
1: Hey, game, game on! on you. Thanks for the right in. I didn't mean to hijack that. I thought you were done. By the way, no, hilarious.
0: no, but you're um, a piece of <laughs>
1: your face.
0: John's just sitting there like I don't understand what, what's a he heaven's for. Yeah, I guarantee you he's eating his tacos now.
1: Yes, my wife I is wish. cooking. <laughs> my wife is cooking pork. Your chops. wife? They smell delicious. Not fried pork chops either.
0: I don't know what I'm going to cook tonight. Can I come over for some pork chops? <laughs> you guys want to go to a firehouse after this? Pick up some food and sit in our cars. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people mm-hmm. write us on Twitter, where they write. Mm-hmm. You are eating food right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> My wife, she came in here. Uh-huh. There's like little mini... Cornbread muffin thing—it's delicious.
0: That's not a good way to prevent COVID transfer.
1: What? Touching your wife's finger? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it when she hands you a yeah. um, what, happened? Yeah. what? What? <laughs> mm. like, yeah, fingers touching. Finger? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Mm. Nothing. Right, so, Nothing. So um, uh, God, it's so hard to swallow when you're trying to rush. Oh, it That's what All right. So yeah, yeah, over here on the uh, Twitter, at Weekly Game Chat, of course, you could a be just up. like the, the the main man, at MikeTrue92, who DMs us. John, that means direct message. Um, he says, what's up, Richards? What up? I'm on layoff due to the craziness, going going uh, game more. Been playing a lot of D2 with my buddy, Alex. Shout out to Alex. And I'm going to try both Ori's. Stay safe and game on. Well,
0: He's playing Doom 2, well. the Likewise,
1: 1992 like- classic. No, I think he said D2, so maybe Destiny 2? Yeah, Doom 2 is D2. Mm, whatever.
0: Sir, I went back to
1: 1993. <laughs> yeah, 1993, <Con. laughs> Um, Shout out to HaidoKiri36. Uh, what up? He gave us a shout out for saying, um, glad to get an episode today. Be safe and thank you for our episode last week. Yeah. Big um, Riff told us, "Thank you for not letting the pandem- pandemic get in the way of recording. Appreciate uh, pr- appreciate y'all. Woo-hoo. Also, shoot him a friend request on PS4 if you want to connect." Um, <laughs> Hell Teacher Loki said, "Covid nineteen, you shall not pass." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: and think he, he meant to
1: say it as uh, "You <laughs>
0: shall not <laughs> pass." <laughs> is that how he meant to say it? <laughs>
1: Yes, thank you for clearing that up. And that was as a result of, or re- I'm sorry, reply to uh, to my my picture of, of the new recording situation. Hmm. Um, we also had a new follow. Let's go check that out. Shout out to Office Beats. Uh, thank you so much for the follow. Following you back. is that like course-
0: Beats, but they're made by a guy named Dre that works at Office Max.
1: Yes, <laughs> but uh, if you want to be just like Dre Beats guy from Office Max or any other listener. <laughs> Uh, said what's up to of course you can give us a follow on twitter and that is again at weekly game chat chris if you got anything else for him now is the time my friend
0: i believe this is episode 248 of weekly game chat i feel like whatever plans we had for 250 are probably quickly getting shot but you know that's the way it goes um but that said if you like the show subscribe to us on itunes or whatever podcast service you use and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday for your listening pleasure, even if I won't unlock my door for John, but I will go have a beer with Jeff.
3: That's <laughs> where
0: our friendship is, John. Sorry. um, <laughs> You left me first. You left me, John.
1: <laughs>
2: I never left you.
1: You left me. <laughs> that was kind of haunting and beautiful at the same time, John. Right. <laughs> uh, but
0: if you were there and you want to help people find the show, make sure you drop a rating and or review helps people find the show. We always appreciate it. If you want to write in your thoughts and opinions, you can do so by contact contacting us at weekly games chat at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on the Twitters by ser- simply searching weekly games chat, or you can join in our discord channel, which again is just found by searching weekly games chat. And if you just want to be ignored till eternity, we have a Facebook page somewhere in a YouTube page go find them if
1: you want you Um, haven't uploaded anything recently on youtube in a while
0: shut up sean
1: i'm just because i wanted to stream you guys you know you can stream whenever you want i'm just a listener i just wanted to stream you guys the other day at work uh
0: but that said if if no one has anything else i will simply say oh Sean, did you have something i
1: I was gonna just say i I really really miss eating chipotle with you guys right (laughs) I'll go pick up a bowl for you if you want. Virtually eat it together? Yeah. Be great. You're like, look at
0: this, guys. <laughs> you had to drive all the way to Columbus <laughs> to get
1: it. <laughs> We're doing
0: it. <laughs> uh, but I will simply say, game on, Sean.
1: Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris. And game on, Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. Your mom's. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh peace out everybody. Have a good week. Online.